Campus 180 Radio. Funny, thoughtful, real. Storytime Improv presents Word of the Day. Join us as we take a very simple and multifaceted word and base our comedy scenes off of it. We will explore the funny, fantastical, honest, and spiritual side of truth. Storytime Improv Word of the Day, only on the Campus 180 Network. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff. Today's episode is about the three relationships. Relationships we have with God, the church, and the world. It also functions as a preview for the upcoming Campus 180 Mini Retreats we're hosting each month this spring. If you would like to attend any or all the retreats, sign-up information can be found in the show notes or at campus180.com. You can also find the link to the Three Relationships website where you can take the online assessment. If you're participating in the retreats, you'll have time and space to do the assessment there. And if you're not and want to take the assessment anyway, click the link in our show notes or visit threerelationships.com and click assessment at the top of the page. Now here's the show. Hello and welcome to This Could Be It, where we discuss the ideas, events, and relationships that might make us who we are today and who we could be tomorrow. Steve and Tirza are with me again to keep going through our DMX series. Hi, Steve and Tirza. Hello. Hey, Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Pretty yeah. well. Yeah, real well. Great. Do you want to get started with just picking some chooses and making some suggestions to our listeners yeah let's go all right who wants to go first i'll go terrific um my choose this week is an instagram account um, called sharon says so it's the instagram account of sharon mcmahon i've been following her for a, a little more than two months since the beginning of january And she has just been a delightful addition to my daily media consumption. She brings in really good information about um, how the government works and the law and constitutions and politics from a non-biased perspective. She is a government teacher, a former government teacher, Um, for high school students. And so she just makes everything really easy to understand and applicable. And um, I find that I know more about the constitution and laws and um, all sorts of things about senators and the house and the Senate and everything than I ever knew before my life. So it's been a really fun experience. And I recommend that. That's Sharon says so on Instagram. Okay. And is it video content? She mostly does Instagram live. Okay. So yeah. Um, just head to her Instagram live. She'll do that more so than the daily posts or IG video. Okay. Terrific. Sharon says so. Steve, what have you got this week? Winter hikes. Winter hikes. Yeah. If you like going outside and freezing all at the same time, that's for you. Now, we've been doing it as a family um, for the past like three weeks. 
and it's been really cool. It's been a lot of fun. So it's unexpected, sometimes a little dangerous, um, but a good time overall. Winter hikes. Terrific. Um, Mine's a little out there. This week, I've been exploring um, texting the boys that are texting my daughter's phone back when uh, they (laughs) are throwing attitude. So, um, yeah, uh, my daughter has been getting a a little bit of not quite harassment, but just just attitude from a couple different guys. And uh, last night, you know, after the point where I had her turn her phone in, this guy was kind of going off. And I said, this is her dad. She turned her phone in and his response was, "Okay, quote unquote, her dad and, you know, more attitude. And so I took a scowling picture of myself and sent it to her or sent it to him and asked if he would like to have a phone conversation for more proof um oh my gosh and that uh, that was a lot of fun and (laughs) she even kind of got a kick out of that which was nice that she didn't (laughs) feel too I I did ask permission ahead of time so when uh you come into the wonderful world of raising teenagers and want to help them out through some sticky social media and text messaging uh scowling pictures from dad are highly recommended I really like that. We could use that. <laughs> and Steve's got such a good scowl. He does. I've been practicing for a long time. Yeah, but on an audio medium, we really don't have to go into it too much more. <laughs> All right. Well, those are our chooses. Something uh, to watch on Instagram, something to do outdoors, and something to do that could be potentially embarrassing for a teenager. Okay, guys, let's uh, get into our main topic today. We are talking DMX, the discipleship making experience uh, that we did at Thanksgiving time this past year. And this week, the thing that we wanted to cover was the three relationships. And this is something you guys have a lot more history and experience with than I do, because DMX was the first time I actually got to go through it. So give me a little bit of your history with the three relationships. Yeah, so it was about, I'd say a year and a half ago um, when my one of my church pastors invited me to be on a, a small team of people to kind of help look at like uh, the future of our church and kind of the direction to go in and uh, specifically around the topic of discipleship because I knew that that was one of the areas that they wanted to develop more at our church. And when, um, like he was, this pastor was really intentional with how we would kind of be thinking through different options. And um, one of the things was we were supposed to reach out to two or three pastors at churches and find out what they did for discipleship at their churches and um, just what it looked like for them and specifics of that. And so, of course, one of the first persons I thought of was Wes. I knew that he was big into discipleship. And so um, I sent him an email. And then like later that day, he was like, 
yeah, I can't write this down. Let's, let's talk on the phone. We probably talked that same day or the next or the day after. And he just came right out and just like handed me this whole three relationships model. And it was just perfect for what we were looking for. So he explained everything he and another person out in California helped to develop this whole, um, model. Uh, it, it has a, a free online assessment that you can take to kind of see where you are in your different relationships. Uh, he broke down the three different relationships and the rhythms that go into them. And so he kind of just like handed me this exact like perfect gift of what we were looking for. And when I gave that to our pastor, when I said, look, this is what they're doing. Here's the assessment. Here's the material. Here's a website that you can look at. Um, he was instantly grabbed by it too. And he started a relationship with Wes and they were working together, talking about our church next steps. And our church actually started to implement uh, three relationships about one year ago. Well, I think it was longer than that. It was, it was just before, it was probably the end of 2019 because it was, it was a, quite a bit before COVID mm -hmm. that we were able to introduce it to the church. We had a three relationship sermon series and uh, then we, we made the assessment available to everyone who wanted to take it. And then Wes and his wife, Karen, actually were coming to the East Coast, uh, to Pennsylvania for another speaking thing that he was doing. And I grabbed him on the phone. I was like, hey, Wes, um, how about coming here to central Pennsylvania and doing a workshop? because we, we want to take this, we want to keep going with this. And part of the three relationships thing that Wes would do is that, you know, they would have these workshops about four times a year where they would do kind of like dig in deep to one of these different rhythms or one of the main three relationships. And they would kind of have, I guess workshops, there was a different word term for it. Um, but he decided to come out and like do a whole three relationships presentation on a Saturday. I think he gave us a one week notice because this is all like very last minute scrambled together, but he got to us, we gave our church a week's notice and we had like 60 people show up on a Saturday for four hours to do these, to do this workshop. Which, and which for our church is like a significant percentage of the congregation. That's huge, you know, cause yeah. people's lives are so busy that, you know, for them to want to crave discipleship at that level, yes, you know, I'll exactly. rearrange my weekend. Yeah. So there was definitely like we it's, and it's one of those things where once you hear about it and this model of discipleship and the, and the ways, tangible ways to grow in your relationship to Christ, it's, it does grab you. And you're just like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I've been looking for or been hoping for. Like, you know, sometimes you don't even realize the desire was there until we're like, why haven't we been doing this for the past 10 years? Like, this is awesome. So um, yeah, that's kind of our history with it. And of course, uh, COVID came in and shut down all of our future plans of having these workshops and small groups. Um, but we are, we have introduced it back again and we're doing current, uh, small group series, um, where people are hearing about the three relationships every week. And again, this is a series where I think between 60 and 70 people have signed up to, these small groups specifically to learn about three relationships and how to take their relationship with Christ further. So 
Excellent. Well, um, let's not leave people hanging uh, and and talk about what the three relationships are. But before I do that, I do want to mention that anyone listening uh, that is involved in Campus 180, we are going to be having three mini retreats coming up uh, end of March, April and May. Uh, where we go through the three relationships. And so the three relationships are um, our personal relationships with God, our relationship with the church, and our relationship with the world. And again, this is about discipleship. Um, God's or Jesus's great commission, which is repeated at the end of all the gospels and the beginning of Acts, um, probably most comprehensively, expressed Matthew 28, 18 to 20, Jesus, God, came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples, the church of all nations, the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So this idea that it's our relationship with God is so important and it shapes our relationship with our brothers and sisters in the church and our attitude toward the nation, the world. So um, this is really good stuff. And again, it's not about um, what I know and what I do, which is so much discipleship is about let's increase people's knowledge and let's give people more skills or more stuff to do. And again, that always just, there's goodness in it, but at the same time, it's very easy to get legalistic, to get uh, pharisaical, to get self-righteous. I know more and I'm doing more. And so I'm better. Um, This is really about shaping our identity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, uh, along with that, I mean, you kind of have the opposite of that where it's like, I'm not doing enough. And it just, you kind of can grow and develop these feelings of guilt and shame for not being a good enough follower of Christ because I haven't been reading my Bible every day. I don't spend a lot of time in prayer or I forget to pray except for as I'm laying down on my pillow at night and um, I'm not serving my church in any way. So it's like, when, when it comes down to like having a to-do list of what to do as a Christian, you know, like all the time, it seems, you know, growing up in churches or, I mean, I went to Christian schools and Christian Bible college, like, how do you develop your relationship with Christ? Well, you read the Bible more and you pray more. And uh, when you, when you don't do those things, there can just be like a real feeling of not measuring up and not doing enough or not being a good enough Christian. Yeah. One, one of the things I, that always is like frustrated, one of the things that's always frustrated me and that I, but I couldn't see my way around was when people talk about, um, like, you know, being a Christian is being in a relationship. It's not a to-do list. Now, here are the things that you're supposed to do. <laughs> and it's, it's like every time um and so that's one of the things that appealed to me about this so much too is really that idea of it's like it's not what it isn't a, a to-do list it really legitimately is like a not what i'm doing but who i am yeah one one of the 
incredible things I heard at the DMX as Wes was talking about the three relationships. Um, they have these little cards, the Venn diagram, um, you know, where the top circle is God, the bottom left is church and bottom right is the world and how they all intersect. Exactly. They're holding it up there for me. Uh, they just have these little cards they pass out to people. And Wes was saying at the, at the church, they were doing an event at going through the three relationships. You know, they had everyone pair up with one other person that they didn't know really well and just talk about your relationship with God, your relationship with the church, your relationship with the world. And that the two girls running the sound booth, you know, they knew each other. They've been doing that ministry together for years. Um, so they didn't have the option of kind of connecting with someone they didn't know very well. But afterwards, one of them uh, had gone up to Wes and said, we, we've been in the sound booth together for five years. And that was the deepest conversation we ever had, just discussing our relationships. And um, I just thought that that really captured it because so much, you know, there's a cliche in the world of it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And, and really our, our faith does come down to, do you know Jesus or not? You know, and if you know Jesus, how's that impact your relationship with others that know him? And how's that impact your relationship with others that don't know him and that, that covers all this you know your relationship with god your relationship with the church the relationship with the world um so do you want to talk about rhythms or postures or something else or should we just have a conversation about our relationships with god church and world maybe maybe a little bit of like all of that um <laughs> Well, because, you know, I think, I think it is valuable um, to have that conversation for sure. Um, but I think it might be helpful for people to hear some of them. So, yeah, I like the rhythms because again, this isn't a to-do list. Um, and and it's, I, I like the word rhythms. It's just rhythms in your life and, and things that like how, how these relationships actually play out and how you can develop them or, or what they actually look like, I guess, but mm -hmm. Um, so each of the three relationships is broken down further into five rhythms for each relationship. I don't want to spend all the time going through 15 different rhythms, right. but just to kind of give a taste of, of what we mean by this is not a checklist of to-dos. This is not discipleship by way of accomplishment. This is discipleship by way of like, when I look at my life, does this exist or not? Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, does this really, is this rhythm in a place or not? So can we like take one or two and just kind of say, here's, here's what the check mark or checkbox would be. And here's what it's replaced with in three relationships by a rhythm mm -hmm. as possible. So would it be okay for the, uh, the first one, the one that always stands out to me is, um, well, for, personally, I guess is the scripture. So that's part, that's one of the, uh, that's one of those, what is that? That's one of the rhythms in that first relationship with God. And um, I think that typically what we have is, you know, like I read my Bible every day or I have, you know, I read for 30 minutes each week or something, or some, some kind of six thing. chapters. I'm going to do a Bible in 90 Bible days in or a year. Yeah. yeah. So this is my life is directed by the Bible. Yeah. 
I just immediately love that replacement because that takes it from the checklist item of, did I read today? Yes or no. Or I need to catch up on all my reading. If I'm reading through the Bible for a year, I got to stay on track. How much of that is actually impacting my life? The fact that I read five chapters and like sped, (laughs) speed read them (laughs) because I'm trying to meet my goal, meet my quota versus how much am I actually using that in my life? And how much is my life directed by the scriptures? How much am I like going through my daily life and um, using scripture to apply it to something? Like I like, let me memorize a scripture that has to do with patience because I've been really having a hard season of um, losing patience with my daughter or my coworker. Um, and, you know, thinking through the scripture throughout the day. And it's, it's more of a posture of being rather than that checklist item. Yeah. Cause you know, it's great to read through, you know, read through scripture back to front, you have to know the scripture in order to live accordingly. Yes. Absolutely. So we're not saying you can't read it, but you also have to not just read it. Exactly. And, you know, just last night, um, a friend of mine called up and said, Hey, you know, I need some, some outside input because, you know, we're, we're voting on a new elder and such and such happened. And I'm wondering if I need to bring this up or confront this and, you know, having a lot. And the first stuff that came up was not what's the Bible say. It's oh well, what's going on in culture and what are some of the extenuating circumstances versus like, Hey, Matthew 18 tells us exactly what to do. If there's any question about sin, within the church, you know, and here's how to tackle it. And, you know, how often do we actually stop and consider our actions in line with scripture? It's so much easier to ask, did I read my Bible today? Well, yeah, I did my five minute Devo book, or I did my, you know, chapter, or I checked off my, my Bible plan thing. But, you know, is it making a difference? Is it being used? Is it getting put into place or is it just hey he read through another bible good for him gold star still the same old jerk (laughs) i I think it's what's interesting with the uh with the rhythms is they're simultaneously a lot simpler so it's not you know you could it's it's not uh about spending more time doing a thing and at the same time a lot more complex too like there's a lot more there's a lot more to it than just like you're saying like um i read my bible and i'm the same old jerk it's like you know it it is that place of being really transformed by it um and that's way that's that's much more of a process um so it's one of those things where the complexity is you know is this happening and to what degree at different times yeah, because so much discipleship is, is you know, we're going to turn you into a good Christian, and there's always some vagueness over what that is. But three relationships right off the bat. My life is formed and informed by the Word of God. Yes or no? Well, no, but now that I'm paying attention to that, now I can be a little bit more intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one more rhythm. Like this was, sorry, like this is um, also what one great thing about true relationships and discipleship is that this absolutely everybody, no matter their journey in 
faith at the moment, or they're like, how long they've been a Christian or, you know, did they grow up in the church and they've been familiar with the Bible and church services and, um, things like that their entire lives, or whether they just became a Christian yesterday. Like there is a place in this for, for everybody to use this, um, no matter, like I said, how, however long you've been a Christian and, um, with the scripture one too, like you said, directed by the Bible, it's like with the to-do list, like reading through the Bible or getting through a certain devotional each day, like you read it and you're done. Whereas with the rhythm, my, um, life is directed by the Bible. It's like, it, it is a process. Yeah. But it's also just like a continue, like an ongoing thing, um, throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your years. Like it's always something that is developing. It's not like there's a finished point. Like I've done this, let me move on to something else. It's, um, just continual. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking through these other postures in uh, the church in the world, trying to look at a good one that, you know, you could kind of apply the, here's the typical discipleship approach versus mm -hmm. here's, here's a different rhythm to build into your life. Anyone yeah. One of the ones that I here? did was generosity, which comes under my relationship with the church. Uh, the typical to do would be, am I giving 10% of my income to the church every week or every month? Like that, just one number, yes or no. Did I do it? Um, instead, the generosity rhythm asks or says, I use my time and treasure to further the kingdom of God. So that makes it not so much about like a percentage of my income. It's like, it's talking about my time as well. My treasure is my treasure, just my income. It could be my resources, you know, like, what can I donate to the church? How can I use my time for the church? Not just in service, but, um, I don't know, like what, what else would a church want with my time? <laughs> the yeah, time I again, spend it's... on a worship team, the time I spend greeting people at the door, the time I spend giving people rides to church, you know, and, and my treasure isn't just that 10% of my income. It can be, um, my gifts and talents. I mean, although that comes up in service also, but just moving away from that that basic, like 10% of my income can be a broader, there's a broader look at it and, and like an actual feeling of generosity. Then it's not just this thing I have to do because I was told to do it, but how can I actually develop in generosity by giving beyond what I might've felt comfortable with before? Yeah. And it broadens it past my specific church organization, you know, and it's the kingdom of God, you yes, know, it is my time, talent, treasure, if you want to break it down that way, is that just for I attend Calvary Assembly outside of Rochester, New York. And so is that just to go to them? Or is the kingdom of God impacted through other ministries and other opportunities and am I you know just being generous with my time and flexibility and the usage of my vehicle to you know get people where they need to go for the sake of the ministries that need to happen because again you know break it down we're, we're, we're shelling out a lot of money just to pay a mortgage and keep lights on you know versus accomplishing actual 
proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ out into all the nations, which is the call. And again, you know, there is something to be said for the church and the ministries it's running. Um, but the church oftentimes runs ministries that are come to us and get our slice of the Jesus versus you take the whole Jesus pie out of the church and into the world. And um, yeah, I just think for those that think really critically about the finances and about how their church is using those finances, um, this again, makes it much broader. You got to give yourself a little bit more credit in some other spaces. Um, I'm supporting this ministry and I'm supporting that person who I believe in what they're doing. Um, you know, I've got an Amazon smile account that supports a ministry that I believe in. And, you know, I'm a Patreon subscriber that I don't need to be, you know, just for the sake of, you know, putting a little bit more Christian content out there from people that I believe in and I trust. And I think they're, you know, spreading a, you know, true representation of the gospel of Jesus. And I think my church is doing a ton. So I want to be available to serve in the ministries that they're running as well and lead a small group there. And I want to, I want to spread myself out. I want to go where God calls me to go and not feel the guilt. I didn't hit 10% this month or money got tight or there was a car issue or whatever. So this month I failed versus I just have it built into me. Part of my identity is looking for what God's calling me to give right now. Yeah. And it, it shifts it too from giving money that 10% to the church versus furthering the kingdom of God. Like that's, that's the goal you're saying. So, so meaning I know you're, we're saying like expanding it outside of the church to get different ministries and stuff, but even when we're giving to the church, like, yeah, paying attention to how the church is using it, what they're using, where, where it's going. Um, it's just cool that that shift in mindset from I'm tithing to I'm furthering the kingdom of God with whatever means I have. Yeah. And again, like tithing doesn't always have to come from a spirit of generosity. Like I think like tithing is more an act of obedience when you're doing that 10%, like that's, that's what we're told to do. And so that's what we should be doing. But that generosity is like, what, but what more could I be doing? What more could I be giving? Um, and it may not be financial. It might be with those time, the talents or use of other, other things that you have to offer, but, um, just that it, it's about the generosity and developing that it's not about the dollar amount. Yeah. So with just a, a couple minutes, I'd love to kind of give, give a quick overview. You know, how would you describe your relationship? Um, the postures that we're given through this, you know, our posture before God and our relationship with him would be humility. Our posture toward the church would be love and our posture toward the world would be readiness, readiness to engage them, readiness to share the gospel, readiness to, you know, invite them into the church. Um, how, how would you really quickly kind of sum up your engagement in the three relationships And quickly is kind of the the hard 
thing because when you're talking about, you know, I, I learned about God, you know, growing up, my dad was a, a Christian. My mom was not. So I'm living in this kind of divided thing. We're attending a church that, you know, I'm one of seven kids out of 200 that don't go to the same Christian school, you know? So my experience of God was different than most of my peers within the church. Um, I was fired from a church, you know, five years ago. And so I've got that informing what my relationship with the church is like, you know, the way I was trained by the church to engage the world. Um, you know, I, I've kind of had the last five years going, you know, I, I spent 10 years as a youth pastor, just inside church, inside church, inside church, wanting to get out into the world. And now I'm not stuck in that inside church rhythm. And, you know, I'm wanting to engage people. I want to meet people. I want to hear people's stories. I'm wanting to, you know, have my, my vision, my, um, my relationships just broaden be beyond white Christian folks to, you know, people in, uh, you know, the gay and lesbian communities, um, working with the Villa of Hope. I'm dealing with all sorts of uh, people I've never dealt with before. And it's been awesome. And, and so like all that is just kind of playing for me right now in those three relationships. How about you? What's really- well, Yeah, what's out to me, points? you mentioned the, the posture of you know, love in the church. Like it's, it's so easy to be in the church and be critical of it. There's a, there's a lot of open criticism about church these days, you know, and it can be about any church, you know, mega churches are too big and looking to like be too much of a production, but small churches are too small, full of not enough people that are in my demographic. You know, we, we often go into churches thinking it's, it's more about me and what I'm getting out of it. And also what I like and don't like. And this church doesn't have enough of what I like or has too much of what I don't like. And, um, but yeah, having it be a posture of love, like God loves the church. We're not to be getting rid of the church or um, be critical of the church. The church is the bride of Christ. And I think Wes mentioned that too, like a lot at, um, at DMX, you know, that God just loves the church. And yeah, we're to love the church. Not that every church is perfect and we're not, we're not supposed to turn a blind eye to imperfections or errors. Um, but to make it, it's not so much about me individually and what I want or don't want, but how can I approach my church and the people in my church with love? And how can I grow to love the church and the church that I decide to be a part of and the broader church, you know, the, the global church. And then as far as with the world, that readiness, like that actually kind of lifted a barrier to me. I mean, Steve and I were more missionaries for five years, but it was, you know, in a youth pastor capacity, we weren't like going out and spreading the gospel to unreached nations. Um, but, but that readiness goes, goes along with so many of those other relationships and rhythms too. But um, we're so often with the world, like, you know, we think we have to go out and, and preach on the corners or hand out tracts or find people to, to spread the gospel or share the gospel with. Um, but, but a lot of it starts with that readiness and, and knowing, preparing your heart, preparing your mind for interactions with others. Um, 
being familiar with the scripture and the gospel and coming to it through prayer and movement of the Holy Spirit. Um, they're all involved in that relationship with the world. Yeah, I would love to respond to the idea of uh, criticism within the church um, for the positive and negative. You know, just the other day we were um, talking and saying that, you know, there's stuff wrong within our churches and within the American church. And well, you know, there's stuff wrong in, in these other groups too. Well, the church is my tribe. You know, the church is my area. And that attitude that my criticism comes from is not, it's so awful. We should shut it down. It's, I want it to be healthy. I want it to be whole. I want it to be effective. I want it to accurately represent God. But on the critical side, I was, uh, doing a campus 180 large group today and we were talking about the songs we were going to do for that i'm so critical of the lyrics in some worship song and i'm really not looking <laughs> forward to meeting jesus and having him just shake his head oh jeffrey you know lighten up a little bit <laughs> so um really really fantastic stuff and um just, just the readiness for the world. Going back to our uh, episode where we talked about storytelling, and Jim, you know, takes a walk, uh, a seven-mile walk around his development every single day. Just having that, I'm prepared to share a story with whoever God puts in my way. And you know, my assignments to go and share stories. And when I hunker down at home and I do all my stuff like that, there's no rhythm, there's no space to use whatever readiness I have. So anyway, Steve, some thoughts. Yeah, the big one that I was just looking at, I mean, makes sense, this is the three relationships, but looking at the, um, the uh, God relationship there and the way that things are framed, um, you know, for me, I think this is probably an area where I struggle the most. I can hang out with people at church, I can interact with my neighbors and stuff, but for me, there's a lot of things I'm wrestling through with who I understand God to be and what that means for my faith. And um, one of the things that I tend to do when I'm like, I don't have answers for things is I just stall. Um, so I, I'll, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just stop and then things pile up. So when I'm looking at this, this relationship here and the way that it's framed, again, it's kind of like this place of I don't have to have things figured out. Um, and it's just, a, it's, it's kind of that reminder I can engage with God without having all that stuff figured out, without having all those answers in place first. Um, it's a relationship. So it's about getting to know him and like the listening and having conversations with him and being directed by him. Um, so right now, I think you know, my, my posture right now is one of Kind of wrestling but not in a combative sort of way i guess if that's possible um kind of exploring and getting trying to to get to know him and find out who i am in him um the church my i, I think i probably am similar to you guys with this where i'm like there's some things i'm doing pretty 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 well in terms of um interacting with uh with with people and and with putting funds towards things that are going to help, uh, you know, expand the kingdom and that kind of thing. But then there's other areas where I know I'm really, um, I want to see myself grow and, and where I want to see that become more of a rhythm in my life. Like 
um, being uh, available to use my gifts and talents to grow the church. That's not, usually I'm like, oh man, another thing. I don't want to do another thing. I don't want to be involved. <laughs> that's what's so great about the three relationships is it's like, yeah. what are you already doing and how do you just orient that towards a person? You know, I, I love playing board games and I play board games with my, you know, friends and all that. Well, I've got relationships with my family members. Let's find board games that the kids like that my mm -hmm. wife likes. And it's just a matter of taking what you're already doing and orienting it towards God, towards church, towards the world. I love it. Yeah. And the, the kind of the framework too, is like you, you identify these like one rhythm within the relationship and you're just asking yourself, how can I move this a little bit further? How can I take the next step in this relationship, in this rhythm? How can I grow a little bit closer to God or the church or the world? Um, and, and that's all it is. It's like, you're, you're left with these relationships, these, these different rhythms. And it really is, you just identify one area and then ask, how can this move forward a little bit? What can I do in my daily life to make this a little bit more of a priority and grow in this area? One last chance for a comment, Steve. Oh man, on the spot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just, um, that idea of, I think rhythms also has in it, I, I think uh, an idea of rest too. Yes. Yeah, that it's it's not it's not a, a it doesn't have to be a constant thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be. Yeah, just like there are seasons in life, you know, we talked about seasons a long time ago, you know, there'll be seasons and rhythms in your relationships with God, the church and the world, and they're not all expected to be at high velocity 100% of the time. Um, that That's not really functional mm -hmm. or doable. <laughs> it seems like a long time ago, but it was only like six months ago. That's long enough. Yeah, <laughs> that was half of COVID ago. <laughs> that's true well happy anniversary everyone to the one oh. year of covid that's uh that's all we'll draw about tonight <laughs> i think the uh the one year covid anniversary gift is a vaccine so oh that's all right yeah. everyone go out and get your gift <laughs> <laughs> it's traditional i don't know all right well thank you guys so much for talking three relationships tonight um yeah i don't know what else to say but we'll talk to you again real soon and we'll probably just do kind of like a wrap-up debrief of dmx as a whole any other things we forgot to mention we'll all throw into the grab bag and talk about it and then we'll see where we go next time sounds good mm -hmm. yeah. all right Great to be with you guys tonight. Good to be with you.